happened there. Project Carino, I would call that the heart uh, of the program. This is the counseling ministry that McCurdy Ministries provides to the charter school. Um, the school for 100 years was a private school. Financial reasons drove it to make a decision. became a charter school. Uh, had very little counseling available. We have two full-time counselors and two interns that provide really quality counseling services to the kids. And you heard what Liz was talking about. There's real challenges uh, in the community. And many of the kids have lost siblings, parents, grandparents uh, to drug and alcohol and other, other things that have happened in the community. So Project Carino is critical. There's 550 students in the school. So you can imagine if there's one person in the school staff who maybe has counseling in their role with 550 kids, it's not gonna work too well. So we provide that program. It's on our campus, but right across from the school. And so there's ability to go back and forth. And a couple of our folks didn't work in the counseling part of that this year, but they helped in the facility part of that. Uh, we helped expand their library and some other services they offer. The second thing is we offer the preschool and the after school. So uh, about 20 uh, young people are in the, in the preschool. And then, then many of those, they don't, it's not a requirement, but many of those go on to be in the charter school. And then we offer the after-school program. And both of those Christian values can be infused. Obviously, in the charter school, that's state money. There's a limit there which you can do. But in the preschool and the after-school, there's not. Uh, and so we have a chance to, to give some influence to those kids. Camp Stars is the summer program that's offered. And it's kind of a summer, it's not a vacation Bible school. It's really STEM-based. Uh, programming. An interesting story here is that the major funding for this program comes from a foundation here in Columbus that was connected by a team member and that has provided financial support for this wonderful program that happens every summer so that kids aren't just around the house but they have a chance to be in some quality programming. What's happening now is that McCurdy Ministries Community Center is expanding kind of like what Liz talked about out back out to the greater community. Um, the one building we worked on while we were there, you'll, you'll see it in some of the slides, is the adult education building. There's a computer lab. Many of these folks don't have computer skills. Uh, there's job training. There's grandparent training. A number of training programs now offered to the entire community that are really to help the whole family uh, support the kids as, as they're growing up. So I'm going to turn it over to Lou now, and she's going to have some questions for some of our team members. Lou? church, thank you, this church has done four major mission outreaches this year. ASP, Habitat Wall Build, McCurdy, and Cuba. The level of a church's health can be measured by its outreach and, uh, and its caring. So I just want to thank you for that before we get started. All right, what I want to ask the team is, what kind of things did the team accomplish while at McCurdy? Now, Greg Subasak is the one who renamed us, so you need to, yes, you do, you have to admit it in public. Well, it, it was just a, uh, a funny, I was thinking that, you, you know, I go to ASP and everybody's young, and in this case, everybody's a little bit older, just a little. And uh, uh, what I thought 
to name it was uh, G-A-S-P, which, you know, spells gasp. gasp. Which the G stands for geriatric <laughs> ASP. But I had a chance to work with you. Um, one, of, one of the most, most memorable things I had at, uh, at this one was to work with Lou in a very small uh, bathroom, a uh, child's bathroom, in the school that's part of our, the building that we stay in. And we were in search of an odor. And the, the odor was foul. And we spent the day in there ripping up the floor. And actually, you did all the painting. I never touched a paintbrush that day. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> um, but we pulled up a lino, uh, vinyl floor. And, but we, we found the smell. It was in the wall. So all of our work was actually not... Necessary. Not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> But we were there to work, and, and we got closer together. I would say it was diagnostic. <laughs> there we go. It was a step in the right direction. That's right, absolutely. What do you think the impact was? I was well, the, you know, they have so many buildings there, and they, they need help maintaining all of their buildings. And I feel that my presence there is to help them continue their work. Mm -hmm. And um, the one key is to be flexible because uh, I would do like five or six different things that week. And the key is just, well, okay, you want me to help you with... Actually, I, I did a lot of sewer work that week. Yes, you did. Cleaning out sewers yes, and did. searching for odors. Yes. Uh, it, was, uh, it was good. It was wonderful. Yeah, but they could not have used that room no. on Monday until we well, found it. several rooms even. Yeah, the, yeah. the teachers were... Um, I mean, they were, really smelled bad. Greg would say, put your nose right here. <laughs> like I couldn't well, smell it. They, they cut a hole in the wall to, searching for this. And I said, come over here, come over here, smell this. And this, within six inches, she fell over. <laughs> Let's go with Deb. Deb, uh, what did you do at the counseling center? There were three of us that uh, worked in the counseling center, and it took us an entire day to take an inventory of all the toys they use there for play therapy. The kids have so many issues and so much baggage they bring with them all the time. There were shelves and shelves and shelves of any kind of little toy you can imagine. Figurines, tools, uh, a dollhouse, dress-up clothes, all kinds of things so that they can um, help them to use play therapy so that they will talk about issues going on in their homes and, and help the counselors reach in and help them. And we also took um, inventory of books of stories that would follow those types of issues to help them deal with them. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Pass it on down to Ernie. Uh, there were... Uh, a variety of jobs that needed to be done and so uh, every day we would get together and kind of split up into teams for that day. Some of the, some of the jobs were just single day jobs, um, some of them were multiple day jobs. Uh, a couple of things that uh, I worked on was McCurdy was getting ready for a couple community events that were going to happen uh, the weekend we left and the, and the following week and I think even last week. One was a uh, memorial service to a longtime McCurdy 
school teacher that they were having there and it was going to be held in the in the gym the gym was an uh, an old style uh, wooden bleacher pull out gym and they had uh, kind of a vinyl flooring that hadn't either one of them hadn't seen a, uh, a mop or a, a dust uh, rag in probably several years so uh, what we did one day was uh, go through the whole gym, uh, mop and clean down the bleachers, put some uh, oil on the bleachers to kind of shine it up a little bit, and then mop the floor twice because it was so dirty that we had to kind of go through it twice and had to clean up uh, scuff marks on it. So it was a lot, of, a lot of hands and knees kinds of stuff and just a lot of mopping. One of the other big projects was an old locker room that uh, was... Uh, in the air, in the same building, I believe that uh, had again hadn't been used for years, I'm sure. And they were having a fiesta. Was it this past week? Last Saturday. And so uh, a fiesta for the community. And so again, this locker room um, had cobwebs hanging down. You couldn't see the floor because of the dirt and the dust. And so again, a number of us spent a couple, couple, three days almost. Uh, just going over it several times with a vacuum, with a mop twice. We kind of improvised. It had very tall ceilings, so we improvised a 12-foot dust rag that someone walked around and kind of dusted the tops off and then put two coats of paint on. So that was, an, and I think those are pictures are up there too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and those are just a couple of jobs that, uh, that my crew and the crew that I worked with were on. Painted the floor, didn't we? Painted the floor, yeah, yeah, rollers and painted the floor twice, two coats. Mm -hmm. um, so it, was, it wasn't hard work, but it was, it was definitely working. It was good for your soul work. It was good for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, I, I was able to go last year, which um, the reason I went last year for, were two things. Uh, Nancy Carlton is an encourager. And I thought, well, I've never been to New Mexico. I've never done a mission trip. This would be a little bit easier. Uh, and so I wanted to go again this year because I really enjoyed the area. It's a beautiful, beautiful area. Um, and again, this year I was doing painting. We were in what was a former elementary school and we needed to repaint because the colors in there were from the school, which now we're not part of. So we were painting um, like the McCurdy colors. The basic color is teal. So we're going all along the baseboard, which means you had to tape everything first, and then you painted it. Well, this is a you know school, long hallway, and then up this. Then there's other stairs, uh, just all kinds of places that had to be done. So you're either on your knees or you're sitting or maybe you're laying, depending on what you have to go under. And then there was also a door that, oh, this looks terrible. I mean, it was weathered, it looked horrible. It was brown, so we painted that. Um, and it was, so it was a lot, of, a lot of work. Also did weeding, there's always a ton of weeding. One thing I missed a picture of, uh, Pastor Lou wanted to mow and she got to mow. So, <laughs> there we are. <laughs> you got it? There was a lot of mowing. <laughs> I estimated that we probably put in for 18 people um, approximately 
uh, in value plus the supplies anywhere from $2,500 to $3,000. In labor, they would have had to pay, and resources, they would have had to pay for. This was huge uh, and was great fun. All right, let's see. Can I add something else? Mm -hmm. Uh, Since the place we ate, uh, Stacey, the gal that um, prepared our meals, Mm -hmm. we got to know her because that was the school. That's where we worked. So um, one thing we did to help her after each of the meals that she prepared, uh, one or two of us would go in and we would take everything back to the kitchen and wash the dishes. So we got to know her. So we're asking her, uh, you know, are there anything you need? Well, she said that um, she, there were 18 of us, so that's quite a bit of, of food to fix. So she said, well, you know, it'd be nice to have a new um, non-stick skillet, because the one she had, which had been bought for her by a volunteer some nine years ago, was sticking. So we decided we'd buy our new skillet. You should have seen her. She was ecstatic. It's like we give her the gold. So we thought, okay, one was good. We'll give her a second one. Well, then at the the last day we were there, um, she came in while we were eating, and she had given us a little bottle that had lights inside, had our name on the side. Her daughter had made that for us to thank us for what we had done for her mother. So just that little bit of connection. We don't normally have that much connection with the people, but just because we were in that building. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one thing she said, um, the first thing she noticed the next day she come in after we'd painted the door, oh, that looks so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and I was trying to think, there was another thing, I, oh, Paul. Oh, Paul was retired. Is he retired? Oh, younger, younger, guy. younger guy that works on the staff. Um, within the last few months, He's lost a daughter, was murdered. Uh, and can't, you can't even imagine the pain. Well, he had his sister uh, make us a piece of pottery. It's a, it's a lovely little blue, uh, blue bowl, and we'll be using that at 11 o'clock today for our baptism. We have a little baptism today, and uh, it's such a wonderful reminder that we're all connected in normal life things. All right, what would you say to a person considering going on the mission trip next year? Who wants to take that one? Go, Ernie. Well, the the things that I guess I considered or thought about, uh, which I would suggest people think about, is that I'm I'm fortunate that I'm retired. I have have the time. I was, I've been blessed to be able to be in, in good health, and, and so I think it's important to, to be able to contribute in, in different kinds of ways. Um, I'd also, Sue and I, my wife, I, you know, we, we, we wanted to uh, be able to participate in something in, in this manner. Uh, it's also an opportunity we hadn't been in New Mexico. It's a, it's a very interesting place, uh, very unique in a, in a lot of different ways. Uh, to go, so it was an opportunity to go do some things, and there's plenty of time uh, that we built into our schedules to do that. It wasn't just work, work, work. It was actually quite a bit of time to do that. And something that I really didn't think about at the time, but when I came away from it, and this may bleed into another kind of question, was that, uh, you know, we've been, we've been members here for 
25, 28 years, but we still don't know a lot of people in the congregation. And it was just a really good opportunity to spend some time with, with these folks and other folks to get to know them. There's a lot of time while we're working that you're passing the day just talking about what you did, what you're doing, talk about your families, talk about your interests, and just get to know people. And I think I, I really didn't think about that so much going into, into the trip, but now that I think back on it, it was probably as valuable or more valuable than anything else that I participated in. Okay. Want to add to that in any way? Uh, sure. One thing that uh, is nice about this trip is its, its flexibility. Uh, you don't have to be an expert at anything. Um, you just have to be willing to do a little bit of work, and we'll find things for you to do no matter what your capacity. If, if you can't get down and, and paint on the floor, like Ray King, King had trouble with that, well, we had him paint up high. So um, you know, there's always somebody else that could... Uh, help out, and it's the combination of the people that's that's the important thing. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're willing to, and the nice thing is, is that you get out of bed, you go eat, and you're right there. You don't have to drive, you know, a mile or an hour or so to your site. You just walk out the door, and all the buildings that we maintain and the school is is right there. Uh, so it's very convenient. Uh, Jim Jones was a math tutor in the school. And in fact, the, one of the children he was working with, uh, by the name of King, was just about to lose his grandfather and would at that point be absolutely orphaned. Can you imagine the caring of a person to come along and, and to stand in that role in the midst of something so uh, heart-wrenching? Yeah. You notice the hat on Barb and on uh, Ray? They had birthdays while we were out there. We, we, we won't forget your birthday if you go. Okay. All right. Uh, we participated in a couple of side trips to the Pueblo and Ghost Ranch. You've seen the little tiny mountain top. That's where Georgia O'Keeffe's ashes are. You can see it from Ghost Ranch out in the distance, and uh, that was a cool place. Who wants to share about the places we went? Well, I'm going to go first and just That's mention... It. One of the things that I did that was really cool, as Ernie was saying, you get to know different people. And uh, one of the things I did was had, uh, we went to Taos, and Ray King and I were not uh, shoppers. Uh, and so we had coffee in this really nice little coffee shop, and we were able to talk and just, um, you know, sit with each other. And that was one of the most memorable things, in addition to going to, like, the Ghost Ranch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I enjoyed visiting the Pueblo outside of Taos to see um, that's the oldest one that's still a bit, uh, working and people living there over a thousand years old after I lived for three years in an Eskimo village and taught school there so I learned a lot about the culture of the Yupik Eskimo so it was interesting to me to learn more about the culture of the people living in the Pueblo. Mm -hmm. um, Wait a minute. Um, last year, I'm so excited. Last year, we got to go to Los Alamos, uh, where the Manhattan Project was, and that was really cool. Um, and, you know, every year we decided to go different places, and, and so that was really neat last year. Mm -hmm. 
Well, after being at uh, Ghost Ranch on uh, Sunday, then when we went to Santa Fe, um, we were kind of walking around. And one thing that was there, I don't know if any of you are familiar with George O'Keefe. She's a painter, does beautiful work. A lot of it had been done at Ghost Ranch. So getting to go to the museum and hearing a video that she had put together herself about her life and then all the paintings was really, that was really a lot of fun, mm -hmm. really a lot of fun. And just, you know, picking up a few souvenirs. Uh, in Santa Fe, in front of the uh, palace, um, they had all of the local artisans. And you could go through there and pick up something if you wanted to. Um, there was lots of opportunities for that kind of thing, but all native things, very, very interesting. Well, the last but not least question, an important one, is would you go again? Now, this is a, this is a week of work. Uh, would you go again? Absolutely. Because, Absolutely. Because? Well, you feel like you're doing something. You're actually helping them preserve what they have. Mm -hmm. When you find out that um, they have lost so much of their funding, and they only have two maintenance men for these 40-plus acres, any, th any help you can give is greatly appreciated. And Ohio is the second state after New Mexico that provides the most uh, volunteer organizations. And uh, so just anything we can do, and, we're, and any, uh, any of the um, heads of the different uh, areas, like Project Carino, they're all so enthusiastic, so passionate about what they do. It makes you want to do anything you can. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, uh, when the counselors were there from Project Carino, one of the first things they mentioned was that they, uh, they were started uh, by a donation from the United Methodist Women's Call to Prayer and Self-Denial. Mm -hmm. So we thought, oh my gosh, those of us that are United Methodist women, now we can actually see where our donation is. So that was very exciting. Wonderful. All right, I think we probably need to go up to Tom now and have you wrap us up, my friend. He's, he's got the mic up there. Thank you. Well, the, hello. the first really good news is that the smell is gone, Ernie. Yep. Uh, <laughs> He talked about that smell they had. I was out there last week. I served on the board at uh, the Purdy Ministries for the last eight years. And I was out there for a board retreat in the Fiesta that was mentioned. Uh, and uh, the first thing I noticed when I walked in the dorm building was no smell. So I just want you to <laughs> thank you for all your work on that. At the Fiesta last week, um, this was for the community. Uh, they had nonprofit organizations there. The bishop from that Methodist conference was there. The mayor, the state representative. A number of things they did. But one of the things they did was they were celebrating kind of a new covenant uh, with a church called Boston Avenue, which surprisingly is not in Massachusetts, it's in Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma, uh, but it's called Boston Avenue. And they were going to start to send teams, and they were going to make a cash contribution. And as I heard all the hoopla about it, I kept thinking this gift was going to be really big. Well, it was. It was not as big as I thought it would be. It was $5,000. What I want to say to you is, that's what this church, this church has 700 members, Boston Avenue has 3,000 members, and they were giving $5,000, which is the contribution that this church gave last year. So thank you very much uh, for your support of uh, McCurdy Ministries Community Center and the team. And that's, uh, that's 
counted in my right. estimate of our work value. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, let's get ourselves wrapped up here and uh, introduce our team for next year. You ready for that? Yeah, our leadership team. I, I was pleased to announce on the last night, we always in the evening have a, a devotional time. Lou put our devotional together for this year and was our spiritual director. Thank you, Lou. And then we have a team meeting. And I was really pleased on Friday night to announce that Ernie uh, Fisher and Greg Supasak are going to be the team leaders next year. Sue Fisher is going to do the work that Liz has been doing, coordinating our kind of off-site uh, projects and Lou is going to be spiritual director again. So we already have our team for next year. So if you're wondering if the team's going and Sandy and I plan to go, I just won't be the team leader next year. Uh, we're already planning for next year. Wonderful. So join us. Well, let's thank our group for um, bringing us together. Thank you.